0: Hello, I'm Paul Scott, and today I'm talking to Andrew Gossage, Managing Director of UP Global Sourcing. So, hello, uh, Andrew. Hi, Paul. We spoke um, back in, uh, when was it, just before, the well, just when the pandemic was starting in February 2020, and it was yes. fascinating. I remember your insights at the time, uh, more more general applicability were really really interesting. So I thought, well, why don't we talk to you today? Thanks for making room for me in your in your
1: diary at such short notice. So that's no, it's no problem. It was uh, it's it was a different. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Even if it was only uh, two <laughs> and, and a half years. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll just quickly do the disclaimers as well. So, I'm not giving a recommendation or advice. Um, I'm not charging a fee for this, and I don't currently hold any shares personally. So, uh, your results were out this morning for FY July 2022, all in line with expectations. So, congratulations on strong numbers. Um, now, um, could you just do a brief description of the business, please? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're we're a we're a branded consumer goods business, uh, probably best known uh, for the Salter brand, which is uh, you know famous for its scales. Um, but also, uh, you know, we, we sell product on, uh, for under cookware and kitchen electrical under that brand. Uh, also, Belgrade, 150 years old. Um, and I, get, I guess we, we we sort of describe our purpose as beautiful products for every home. So we are very much looking to to serve the mass market consumer, the, you know, the everyday consumer, uh, with, with 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 you know products which perform their function to a very high standard, but are also kind of aesthetically pleasing products that they can be proud of, um, but at price points that the that, 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 that the everyday consumer can afford. So beautiful products for, for for every home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're, we're we're headquartered up in 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 Oldham, but we uh, we do have uh, a showroom and office in Cologne, uh, in Germany, and and also a large uh, sourcing office in, in in Guangzhou, in China. Uh, product areas include uh, kitchen electrical, uh, floor care, uh, cookware, uh, laundry, uh, and one or two other areas. We, we do have some other brands as well. We have um, a brand called Clean Easy, which is which I think is very well known. Uh, Progress, which is a Lancastrian bakeware brands, uh, and also uh, Petra, which is our first European brand, originally a, a, sort of a coffee maker brand from the 1960s, which we've uh, just we've just relaunched actually this this autumn, uh, and, and it's going pretty well.
0: Mm. Okay, great. And now, um, alongside your announcement today, we also got updates from Sainsbury's and Haddon's Joinery, which I looked at. Now, both of those, like yourselves, say uh, we're trading well. You know, we're going to meet or beat expectations. So, where's this consumer downturn? (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) well, I I think uh, there is, uh, I mean, the cost of living crisis is reducing the amount of money that people have to spend. Uh, and, and, and within that overall story, uh, you always have that kind of trade off between foods and, and, and non foods, so you know food is for obvious reasons are prioritized by the consumer so and we have seen this before. Um, we saw it uh, in the period after brexit. You have a, a smaller basket, but also perhaps general merchandise taking a smaller part of that smaller basket. so the overall market conditions for general merchandise are pretty tough, uh, uh, but, um, but it's still, Paul, remains a very, very big market. A, a lot of product gets bought and sold each year, so there's always opportunities to sell things. Uh, and so, for example, at the moment, um, anything with a, a low energy message is, is actually in quite strong demand. So, you know, we, we, there are, there are, you know, we sell 3,000 SKUs a year, uh, quite a broad assortment. Within that assortment, no matter what, the market conditions are there. Are, there are always products to sell. In addition to that, we are we are still a, a relatively small player in the UK, and and probably in terms of market share in Europe, uh, around somewhere close to zero. So for us, it's you know it's with such a big market and such a lot a lot of product being bought and sold each day. For us, it, it, it's always been about taking market share, and that, and, that, and that's what we. What we plan to do, I think, being being at that end of the market, you know, reasonable products for every home helps as well. Um, we're going to see, uh, you know, having, you know, in a, in a cost of living crisis, to have an affordable product offer, I think, is is is, is not unhelpful.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're seeing that with um, other retailers. I mean, for example, Shoe Zone is at the cheap end of the footwear market. They're trading their stocks off. No pun intended. (laughs) And uh, Dunelm, I think, are doing pretty well. Um, And I'm seeing exactly the same thing. People offering value for money products are doing all right, even in bad sectors.
1: Yeah, I'd also also add to that, Paul. You know, when things get tough, and and let's face it, things have been very tough. We last spoke in February 2020. Things have been very... very. China went into lockdown in Jan 2020, and since then we've had... The impact of covid we've had obviously coming out the bre- uh, single market with brexit we've had stores opening and closing we've had shipping crises we've had ships caught in the in, in the Suez canal you know so it's been yeah. a very very it's been a very tough operating environment for, for, for the best part of three years um and yet we we have continued to, to deliver the numbers if you, if you if you go back to uh FY nineteen um, to FY twenty two, we, we've increased earnings per share by seventy five percent during during a very, very difficult operational backdrop. Um, obviously going forwards the operational challenges are are fading and it's more about you know kind of a demand side challenge and and, 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 and we want to confound expectations again. That's our, that's our plan. But I think at the point I'm getting to is, you know, a lot of this stuff is around execution. You know, why do some businesses do, do, do well in, in, difficult, uh, in, in, in difficult circumstances and other businesses do less well? It's down, yeah. to, down to execution. And, and for me, when stuff goes and gets tough, um, you know, it, it is an opportunity to shine. I mean, it's hard work. But it is also an opportunity to shine. So for different reasons, I think we've got an opportunity to shine going forwards, uh, more 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 around demand side challenge. But I'm i I think we will, and and and, and certainly, uh, and and the way we plan to do it is by is by taking market share.
0: Yeah, how interesting. Well, you've certainly um, shown over, as you say, over the last two or three years, that you've been immensely flexible and resilient. Um, <clears throat> Uh, with the financial performance, I think, defying everyone's uh, expectations. So, uh, so, so so, that's very, very good. Let's touch on European growth. Um, this looked particularly strong in today's updates. Now, how is that, given that we've had Brexit and that you're up against local competitors? And do you supply the European market from the UK or have local
1: distribution hubs and so on? Yeah, so our our um the, the products that go kind of across you know UK EU and vice versa relatively small percentage of about 10% of our revenue um so when we sell product to uh, say a, a large german supermarket group will will we we will move that product directly from the far east into in, in, in into the EU it, it won't come, oh i see it won't yeah. come by the UK so that that's the bulk i mean we, we do uh I'd say ten percent is not is not completely insignificant, and you know we've had to you know we've had to automate in order you know we, Brexit has brought a lot more sort of paperwork and admin, and and um, uh, and we and we and, and you know we we, we have a, a real sort of relentless focus on process and automation, so we've we, we've put things in place to to, to deal with that. Um, but in in the main, the product goes direct into that territory. We have a um, we have a DC. Uh, warehouse in 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 southern uh, in the south of the Netherlands, uh, operated by a um, a 3PL partner. Um, so yeah, so 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 you know that that's how we've managed that's how we've managed that. So it, it, look, it has it has created Brexit frictions and and you know it, it's a bit of a nuisance to be frank. But 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 it's but you know you know if I pull all businesses we 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 just. Deal with whatever's thrown at us, you know, yeah. and get on with yeah. it. You can't, you can't change it, so like, to deal with it, exactly. Um, People are just, companies yeah. are
0: just adapting, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, more generally, then Andy, could you talk to us about? <clears throat> and I'll just hand this over to you. Just take as long as you like on it. Talk to us about supply chains, um, margins, and shipping costs.
1: So, obviously, I'd say the, the last two, two, you know, nearly three years has been about you know, really quite extreme supply chain challenge, you know, factories closing, factories opening, factories closing again, you know, retailers opening and closing, haulage at various points has uh, been problematic, um, uh, you know, um, shipping crisis during most of 20, well, during all of 2021 and, and, and a large part of 2022. I think that is, those challenges are fading um, you know shipping for example has become more reliable it's not back to the reliability levels of 2020 or 2019 but it's it, it's it's slowly getting there China is still affected by COVID and we're still seeing lockdowns but you know they it it doesn't seem to be impacting production um, in, in the way in the way it used to so um so so yeah, I mean, we, we, it, things are certainly not back to normal. And for example, our Guangzhou office last week had to had to close because that the particular area that we're in uh, there, there was a lockdown. There were some cases, that had a lockdown. But you know, our staff were our staff are well used now to working from home if they need to over there. So it you know it didn't really have a, a particularly negative impact. So so I, I say I don't want to jinx it, but but. Things from a supply chain point of view, things are uh, have been getting some be- better for for some months. Um, al- al- albeit there are uh, little bumps in the road every now and again. You know, for example, the strikes at ports, um, mm-hmm. you know, is, 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 is provide sort of moments of, uh, of challenge. Um, uh, we, we've got. I'll just talk about shipping, and then we'll talk about mm-hmm. margin. Um, yeah, shipping. Just just to give you some context, in December 2020, a 40 foot container uh, from China to UK uh, port to port was about two and a half thousand dollars. It then went up in January 21 to ten thousand dollars, and during uh, during the course of 2021, it peaked at eighteen thousand dollars. I think we might we might have might have done one or two at nineteen actually.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so really, you know, huge increase in cost. So, so the fact that we were able to adapt to that and, and still deliver, even on a core basis, you know, if you strip out the impact of the Salter acquisition, a, a stable core margin was a huge credit to our commercial teams, you know, because, you know, it, that was about trading through that, that problem, um, you know, through, you know, things like innovation of product and uh, maybe maybe different mix and and also some pass through of of, of of costs to to customers. Um, now we we um, the, the shipping the container rates as recently as six weeks ago was eight thousand dollars for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now less than three thousand. Gosh. So 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 container rates as a cost of of um, of, of, of largely normalised. Um, I suspect my own personal view, and, and may not be one everyone agrees with, is that it will probably overshoot, I and mean, we may go as low as say a thousand dollars before it kind of floats back up to maybe you know two to three thousand dollars as a the, the sensible long run average. Um, so, so what does that mean for uh, so so what does that mean for for our margin? Well, we've we've got some headwinds and tailwinds coming up uh, here. Um, the main um, the main headwind of course is currency um most of what we buy we 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 transact in dollars you know we we you know the dollar rate was in the one thirties not that long ago it's now low one tens and so that's so that that's a that's a decent uh, decent headwind but we also have the tailwind of 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 this quite significant um uh, Improvements in freight rates, and 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 our view at the moment is, um, you know, you know, we, we, you know, if you look at equity developments um, uh, research, uh, which which is available on our website, um, they are expecting that those headwinds and tailwinds will broadly net out, and we'll see a stable margin in in, in FY23, and 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 you know, I I wouldn't disagree with that.
0: Mm. And I saw from today's figures in I think one of the notes you 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 forward buy a lot of your dollars, don't you? The forex
1: hedging is quite substantial. Yeah, we, we we've um we we over over the last sort of decade and a half, we we've 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 developed and refined a, a hedging strategy, um, and a hedging policy which which is uh, at its core level is very simple in principle. Uh, in operation, it's a bit more sophisticated than that, which is. You know we we, we you know we, you know if, if we if we take an order from a customer um then 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 there's an assumed gross margin at that point um embedded in that gross margin is an, is an assumption around currency and, and and what we do is we we we, we buy the dollars uh, which then underpin the margin on, on that order um, obviously that, that's, a, that's, that's, that's our approach in, 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 simple terms, it's, it's operation was, it's much more sophisticated in, in, in practice. So we think like we buy, you know, fairly far ahead in terms of our stock commitments and, and whatnot. So, so yeah, we, we came into this year with, with quite a lot of dollars bought at, at um, a, a rate, I, I think it's in the, the r of a uh, sort of high-ish 120s mm-hmm. Um and that gives, us, that, that, that gives us potentially the breathing space uh, for, for those freight freight savings to come through. So by the time we are operating on whatever spot ends up settling at, um, we'll uh, you know we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll have um, you know we'll have the benefit of those uh, of those freight savings.
0: Yeah, that all makes sense, and, and presumably at some stage you'll have to start raising the prices to customers. Then, and it, what sort of pricing power do you have, and what's the ability to pass those?
1: Well, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think we will. I think, I think, for, I think, I think, when it comes to input inflation for us, we, we had all of that in 2021, both both in the form of factory gate inflation and in in in, in the form of freight. Um, we did. Pass some of that through at, at the time, and now our our in, i think our input inflation is going is going to be you know broadly level uh and so we wouldn't want to we wouldn't need to pass through price increases and and we wouldn't want to either if you think about that basket analogy if food is becoming more expensive then then it', it, it it's it's helpful for you know for non food people like ourselves to try and hold our prices because, you know, it it, it it's um, otherwise volumes would really, really would would drop. I I don't think there's any need for us to to to, to move our pricing o, o, over the next twelve eighteen months.
0: That's really interesting because I was reading uh, Next's most recent trading update, and they said because of the dollar, they're going to have to put prices up by eight percent in twenty twenty three. So uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I I, I, I do remember reading that myself, but I suspect. At the point they gave that guidance, that freight rates was they were still probably assuming freight rates would remain remain quite high. Uh, yeah. and they have as I in the last six weeks they've, they've they've moved downwards quite quite considerably. So you're um, you're
0: paying spot rates on the the freight uh, containers, are you?
1: Yes, we are. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, it's good you didn't lock into a much higher rate than, uh, like, uh, I think I suspect some other companies have done. And very roughly, a forty-foot container then coming from the Far East. What is the value in dollars of the stuff in that container?
1: Well, it it varies quite a lot. Um, So, um, and and, and that's why you know freight can affect different products in different ways. So, I mean, we don't do furniture, but give you an example. You know, furniture is quite freight hungry. Um, so it, it, can, it can be as on a forty-foot, it can be as low as say thirty, forty thousand dollars, and for us as high as maybe a hundred thousand uh, okay, dollars on a container. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that two or three thousand dollars freight going up to nineteen thousand makes a massive difference, then, doesn't it? It your... can.
1: It, it can. It can. for some mm-hmm. products. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's why it, it, as as freight comes back down, um, it, it it will have some influence on mix. Because the dollar, the dollar affects um, every product the same. Every product that's bought in dollars the same. Um, but the decline in freight costs will affect different products differently. And so that, yeah. this, 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 is where, this is where our commercial team will sort of swing into action, and they'll, uh, you know, they'll, 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 they'll you know, and it, 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 it may well have a, an influence on the mix of products that we sell.
0: Yeah, how interesting. And I heard from another company, I think it might be Mex actually alluded to this as well, is that although the, and I think they reported pretty much bang on to the day of, of sterling spiking down to about 105, uh, which links into a bit to what you said before. I think they said... Um, that because the the Chinese currencies also depreciate. In fact, practically all currencies have depreciated sharply against the dollar. That therefore the factory gate prices in dollar prices are are lower, which helps yes. offset a lot of the of the forex losses for British companies. Is that what you're seeing as well?
1: It it, it does help. Um, we um, and there certainly has been a fairly significant weakening in uh, in in the rem and B against the dollar. Uh, I mean, fact. I mean, just fa- factories are very quiet. You know, there's a there's a lot of stock in the West, um, and oh, and, yes, and, and and retailers are working through that stock. So, so you know, I mean, just to give, just to give you some colour to that, um, some of our factories are going to close at the end of December uh, for Chinese New Year. So Chinese New Year, I think this year uh, next year starts on the 21st of January, I think, somewhere around that time. Yeah. Um, so normally it's uh, Absolute mad rush up to the finish, and then, and then, and then, if, and then they, they all go on holiday for three weeks. This year, some of the factories are so quiet they are going to close. They're going to close the Chinese New Year three weeks early. So, so all, you know, Chinese factory order books are very light at the moment. Mm-hmm. That obviously has clear implications, for example, for shipping. Which is why my, I'm more I'm more bullish about how low shipping rates could go, but. You know, that's just my personal, personal opinion. Um, so we we aren't seeing factory gates inflation. In fact, we're more likely to see price reductions because demand is lower. Overlay the weakness of the B, that really helps as well. Just gonna be a little bit careful with that analogy because if you look at what factory input costs are, a large number of them are still denominated in dollars. Mm. So so you know steel price. You know if, if it's cookware, they're buying steel they buying steel in dollars, uh, yeah. and so um, and so the re- the, the will help them uh, relatively with their wage their, their wage costs, but, but 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 many of their other inputs are dollar denominated anyway.
0: So, yeah, but it probably. certainly
1: helps. It certainly helps uh, if, if 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 that currency is weaker.
0: Mm, a great points i mean one of my city contacts uh, was was talking to me about this a couple of months ago, and he said he thinks inflation could down could could come down in the u k and other countries quicker than expected um because these Chinese factories are going to be desperate for business because they're you know they, they haven 't got the orders so um it's, you know and hence they 'll drop their prices to keep busy so it's interesting yeah. to see you alluding to that as well um yeah. Looking at your customers, then I know you mentioned today that supermarkets—that's now your biggest um, channel. Now yeah. they're notor- notoriously tough on price negotiation, and for using their suppliers like banks, paying you slowly. So um, how do you how do you handle um, these supermarkets, and wh- why don't they just source direct themselves? So Well, I think I think, <laughs> I think I think
1: I think I think I think perhaps the reputation is slightly unfair. There's no, there's no doubt that standard terms for supermarkets are on average longer than say they are for discounters. Uh, and, and that's why we have seen uh, some increase in our debtor to days. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, it varies a lot from customer to customer, but if it, you know, so that's a, a very generalized generalization, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on, our, on average, the payment terms are longer. I think in terms of when they then pay to terms, they are, um, I think it's probably a bit unfair to say they're unreliable payers. You know, if if you're on sixty days, they generally pay on sixty days. Um, mm. It's just that you're more likely to be on sixty days with a with a supermarket than thirties. Don't don't forget they, they you know supermarkets are governed by the supermarket ombudsman. So you know they they they're, they're, um, they, they, they they're, you know some of the reputation they had from the old days of kind of taking the mick uh you know they, 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 they aren't you know they, they aren't able to from a regulatory point of view um so i think i think perhaps some of that reputation is 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 a bit bit unfair with, okay. with supermarkets but 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 they certainly on average their their terms on average are longer yeah. than than is uh, than is the case in terms of, in terms of them sourcing um uh product themselves i think first of all you 've got to appreciate that supermarkets are fundamentally uh food retailers. And so, so the non-foods element of their offer is 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 non-core, and so you know, you know, in, in terms of you know where are they going to put their attention? I mean, it, it typically is more more on on, on the food side, and, and where where they going to look for suppliers to to do more of the heavy lifting? It's often more on, on on the non-food side. I think also this is where our brands come in. You know what we what we look to offer um, the, the the retailer. Is is a product which is branded, um, but but is at a price point which is which is not far above own label, mm. and so so we, we kind of we, we kind of try and make it a bit of a no-brain a lot you know we know the consumer when it comes to general merchandise still values brands, um, yeah you know they'll build, build that the, you know the very you know the likes of Tesco have some fantastic you know Tesco Finest et cetera you know, re- real real brand equity and, and that kind of stuff. But perhaps a bit less so in, in, um, when, it, when, it, when it comes to, you know, kitchen electrical items. And so we try and make it a real no-brain. I mean, often supermarkets go to own label because they want more margin because other brands are perhaps a bit stingy with them on the margin. But what we try and offer them is, is a bit of a win-win. They, they get a brand. It's at a price point which is, you know, not far from own label, maybe just above. But they also still make their normal um, uh, retail margin. So that that, that's the proposition from from a retailer point of view. Uh, And then of course, if if, if Beldre goes in or Salter goes in and it sells really well, then then you know and and delivers like for like growth, then 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 of course there's a stickiness to it. You know next season next season it's it's a. You know, you know, if, if you know, we've had, if, you know, we, we, you know, we've had situations where Baldray has delivered, you know, thirty percent light for light growth versus the previous own label offer, uh, and then the following season, yeah, they could go back to own label, but or they may even, you know, they, they, they still they can go back to own label, they can go to another brand, you know, that's it's a free country, um, you know, we 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 don't, you know, we 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 have to earn it every year. Um, but 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 if there's a stickiness, if, if if our if our brand and our product has delivered, you know, a successful outcome in store, more profit density, more revenue density, then 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 there's a much much better chance of us of us retaining that 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 space the following year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it all makes sense. And just um, <coughs> running out of time, but just a couple of final questions. Um, in the past, you've made a lot of positive noises about the potential for increased. Online sales. And reading today's update, um, it says you prioritized your, when stock inventories were low, you, you prioritized your retail cut, retailers, which makes complete sense to me. But the growth is now returning with online. So do you still see online as being a big opportunity in a growth area?
1: 100%. I mean, you know, I mean, just, just, just to, to illustrate the point, you know, last year, if we had two containers that we needed to ship, one, one, one was for a Tesco promotion. Uh, the other one was stopped for online, and we could only shift one of them because there was, you know, because of availability and, and and because of the shipping crisis. then we, we shipped the Tesco one you know we, it was so important for us to look after our retailers and yeah and if we, if we had made a promise to them then we we, we we really you know we really moved heaven and high water to to to, to, to deliver that promise um so so inevitably uh, online suffered through lack of availability that that availability has returned you saw. The beginning of it in the second half of FY '22, uh, that's continued into FY '23. So I think what you're going to see, Paul, because I think el- el- elsewhere, online's kind of you know very much going backwards. You know, pure-play online retailers are struggling. You're going to see the sort of counterintuitive, uh, you're going to see the sort of counterintuitive thing with Ultimate, where actually we, you know for us online is going to return to growth because the comparisons were 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 depressed yeah. by the fact that we, we we didn't have availability of stock.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um, and do you do, um, what's the word? Do you um dispatch all your own individual online sales to individual customers?
1: Uh, it, we we, we uh, it, there's a mix. So we we have uh, we have uh, uh, Amazon seller, for example, where that's the case. We have some. Uh, drop ship accounts for retailers where that's the case we you know we receive orders, we, we pack and dispatch them, they go straight to the consumer. Um above that we have what's called Amazon Vendor where where we um where Amazon buys our products, takes it into their DC and they sell the product on on you know in their name. And and then there's there's even an FOB stage uh, with with Amazon as well. So there's various elements uh, of of that. Some some of it goes into sort of retailer DCs. Some of it we send directly out to consumers. Uh, So it's quite varied,
0: bit of a mix. Yeah. Okay. And last question. Um, Now uh, I wrote a a positive piece about your results today on, on Stockopedia. Uh, probably the only area where I quibbled a little bit is the balance sheet um, in that a lot of cash has been sucked into working capital. Um, inventories up a lot, receivables up a lot, but trade payables unchanged, so that kind of effectively left the dividends mm-hmm. paid for out of increased bank borrowings and the bank, the bank borrowings have gone up quite a lot. Um, so, do you see? Uh, so, I'm questioning maybe you should maybe you're doing too generous of the dividends. And do you see cash flow
1: improving in future years? Yeah, I mean, and you, I mean, you're a tough guy, Paul. I've got to say, you're a tough guy. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think, I think, I mean, it's it, it, obviously all those observations you've made are correct, but I think the context needs to bit more explanation so hopefully i can help you now yeah uh, the um the um i mean first of all with the inventory that was a normalization i mean if you think about it 2020 you know kind of you know virtually you know, large parts of retail closed down people went to online and stock just disappeared um and then you move into fy 20 you move into into 21 uh, the shipping crisis meant we couldn 't maintain the credit le- level of availability, so stock levels uh, the comparators for twenty two were uh, were very much artificially depressed so what you see with inventory yeah. is a is a normalization i think on the on the, uh, uh, on, on the, on the debtors side there was a couple of things there first of all, there was an increase in debtor days through the the mood the moved, uh, towards more supermarket, uh, it, it, more supermarkets in the overall mix. But I do think from a commercial point of view, uh, that, 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 that was a positive move. Having a greater balance between supermarket discounts and, and indeed online coming up on the rails is, um, is really good for quality of earnings um, and, 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 and the resilience and, and sustainability of our business model. So I do think that was a price worth paying. What mm-hmm. um, what 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 we do have is we have facilities through invoice discounting, through import loans, as well as our senior facilities that that do flex with 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 with, with, with our working capital. If you if you look at our working capital on a year by year basis, you can be either really pleased or really disappointed because you know it, 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 it can it can over the, over a short period swing quite a lot. It's really important to look at it say, on a you know. A, over time, over, over time, we are we a relatively capital like business, um, and when you know we, we, we retain half of our profits in the business, so we do we pay half out as dividend, half in the business, yeah. and what happens over time is is the half that we retain comes through into deleveraging. So you can see you can see that be uh, looking back at FY21. We we were virtually fully de geared. We, we were we were kind of virtually debt free in sort of June 21 because over over time from the IPO we'd retained profits in the business and once the sort of once the annual fluctuations in, 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 in working capital have, have sort of have moved through that had converted into cash and we'd used it to pay down debt um, and that meant when we bought Salter we were able to uh, use a bit of leverage as well as a bit of equity um, and, and, and therefore that really benefited earnings per share. Um, you know, If you look at things like 1.3 times um, leverage, I think that's fairly conservative. If you look at um, you know, the amount of headroom you have in our facilities, is pretty considerable. So I think balance sheet wise, we're in a really strong position personally. Um, I do think you'll see over time that cash come through uh and, and and deleverage and you and, know and look you know i, I was uh, it was great to have no debt and i think you know with with interest rates going up although we're we're well hedged on our interest costs for the next uh, sort of two two and a half years um we it, it'd be great by the time we by the time i know hedges unwind it'd be, be great to be in a, a an even less leveraged position than we are now i mean i i, I always sort of have my own mind as a Let's get it back below one times and and, and and take it from there, so I hope that helps um yeah, definitely I yeah
0: it it does I mean, just for context, I wasn't saying in my uh, you will not the app was only published it, <laughs> you, that my report today i said, you know I'm not ringing alarm bells here on debt or yeah. capital, I'm just just flagging that for me personally, probably the gross debt's as high as I'd be comfortable with, but you're, you're pretty much <laughs> saying the same thing,
1: so um that's that's all fine'. I, I, I and also Paul, there's debt and there's debt so so you know you might look at another company and and, and they and, and they've got you know a, a certain level of debt to fund say capex and and and, and which is a perfectly valid use of <laughs> of that of, of mm. form of funding, but you know will it won't it uh, deliver what what what's promised i mean all, all all of our all of our debt is used to fund working capital, which ultimately yeah. converts into cash very quickly and if you look at the ratio of of, of stock and debtors to our debt I, I, I'd, I'd have to dig it out now but it, it's it's typically covered more than two or three times so you know it it's it, it, it's it's there to fund balances which, which convert into cash very very quickly yeah and it, it all rotates thinking.
0: and they're not perishable inventories so yeah i mean yeah. I, I i think that's absolutely right i mean Sometimes I argue with readers who say, oh, they've burned cash. And I say, well, money going into inventories and receivables is not burned cash. It's just, you know, it's cash that's temporarily tied up, um, as as you've just said, which is very different from companies that are, you know, operationally – Using money, which clearly you're not. So yeah, no, yeah. that all sounds fine, Andy. Brilliant. I think yeah. that's covered everything I needed to cover. Is there any final points? Oh, just on China as well. Does it still make sense to be using China for doing most of your manufacturing?
1: Well, I think I think um, you know, of, of you know, we we've said in the past that you know we are looking to diversify away from China. Well, not away from China. That's probably uh, overstating it. But but to have. At the moment, we're sort of eighty, ninety percent China, which which is which is which is very high. Um, now we, so we we you know we we have we have a special you know we have a kind of project team working on this. It, 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 there aren't many other options, um, so it's going to be a gradual process. Uh, when it comes to consumer goods, you know, and it's not just ultimate products. When it you know the West buys nearly all of its consumer goods from China, so. So unwinding that even, even you know rebalancing that should we say is 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 not an overnight project it's going to take it's going to be it's going to take a while and it's going to be a, a gradual process we we for the first year first time this year have incentivized our buyers on on their you know to you know to to, to start to move their sourcing you know to other territories it, can, it, it 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 is problematic because china's just really really good at it. Uh, and when you when you you know when you you know and it's not just about cost by the way um in in terms of their attitude to quality and 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 following uh, what we need them to do for for us and our customers and our brands you know they 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 they're, they're, they're very very good at it um so so um so so yeah i mean i i do i do you know when I, when I look at the business we've diversified quite a lot over the last few years in terms of customers you know you know with the i p o it's our top two customers were forty five percent of our of our revenue. You know, i you know, we we I think it's below twenty now, um, for, mm-hmm. for our top two customers. You know, we, we used to be very dependent on sixty five percent on discount back in FY seventeen. Now we have this, you know, kind of roughly a third supermarket, a third discount and um fifteen percent for online, but that's 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 gone you know will we'll most likely increase in, you know, so, so we, we've, we you know, we've, we've announced in, when we IPO'd our second and third biggest brands were licensed. Now we only have one license, that's Russell Hobbs and we have four years worth of visibility on that with the recent. So we, we and even within China, we have over 200 factories. Uh, even the biggest factory is probably, you know, low, well, it's low single digit in percentage terms of, of our purchasing. So, we, you know, we we've, that that's part of the reason, Paul, why we're so resilient. You know, but the one area where we do have concentration is sort of territorial concentration on China. You know, it it, 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 it is it is a, a feel of weakness, um, mm. but it's not a weakness. I think that can be you know addressed overnight. It's going to be hard graft to uh, to move some of that away and in, in, in diversify into in sort other of territories.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Brilliant. Well, we're out of time, Andy, so um, let's wrap it up there. That was, as I expected, that was really, really interesting, um, not just for your company, but for to read across more generally to what we're all trying to do in the markets to understand how things, uh, you know, the bigger picture. So thank you very much for your time.
1: Pleasure, pleasure. Have a, have um, a great day.
0: Yeah, and we'll speak again uh, in, 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 probably next year now, I hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, lovely. Great stuff, Paul. Thank you all for All the best. Thanks, Andrew. See you soon. Bye now. Take care. Bye.